Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Fluently Forward. Today, I am so excited. We have Indie Blue on the podcast. Welcome. Hello, hello. I got to hear that in person. <laughs> Hi, guys. And you are a woman of many talents. You, um, There's so many different ways to describe you. The first thing I want to say has anyone told you that you have very much Bella Hadid essence? Shut the fuck up. Have you gotten that before? No. <laughs> You're very calm, but also spiritual, but also mysterious and like oh intriguing. Yes, gosh. very much Bella. And I haven't met her, but I once had a dream that we hung out in dream <laughs> gym class together. Um, oh my gosh, that's such a compliment. I love her. You're someone who's been prolifically online for the last like 10 years doing a variety of things. If you had to describe yourself in a couple of sentences for someone who might not know who Indie Blue is. So I have just kind of grown up online and just shared my just life. Just like all of those children from The yeah. Bachelorette. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I, I wrote, I started writing a blog when I was 11. I don't, be honest, was it shitty? Because when I was writing at 11, my okay, writing see, was this horrible. Is, and this is why I think I connect to you is because like, we had blogs and that was such an era and my mom she actually for christmas last year went and printed every single blog post into a book isn't that such a mom thing to do it's such a mom thing and i cried so hard it was just like yeah the worst writing it's like i got home from cheer practice today and guess what happened courtney stubbed her toe and (sighs) courtney (laughs) yeah and so okay so that's how i got kind of started it was writing to no one and then the audience grew. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of and yeah, I don't I do a lot, but I think what what's easy for me to relate to is like I kind of am just sharing my life online. I think what's very interesting and cool about this era of social media is like you can watch in real time someone like go through their life. Yeah. How weird is that? What's your favorite genre of like someone's life to go through? Like anyone's apartment tour they could be the it could be some accountant and i'll be like show me that apartment you know Mm, i love it baby names i'm like show me the baby name (laughs) yes and by the way i mean what we're going to be talking about today is um a bunch of different topics we're going to be talking about um mormon culture mormon celebrities mormon tiktok swinger drama and then just swinger celebrity drama in general but the recent tiktok swinger drama with taylor frankie paul how shocked were you when you found out that one of her kids name was indy oh you know what you know what's funny um there's a lot of indies now. Really? Yeah. And growing up, I have such an individuality complex. <laughs> Every That's another thing <laughs> if you wanted me to describe myself <laughs> to strangers. But I felt I like had this main character energy growing up because I was the only indie. Yeah. And then and I'm not I'm not saying because of me, but it, the name did get popular in the last few years. And so now when I'm at the store and I hear indie. I like turn my head and there's like a little child toddling around and I'm like, isn't oh, that funny? Yeah, the way that I'm names change throughout yeah. the generation. And don't you feel bad too? Some of the names like a Gertrude or a Ruth. How? I'm like, that used to be a sexy name. <laughs> like if you take it back, there's no way. Straight up, there's definitely sexy. Or like, how do you, how do you name a little baby Doug? Yes. Doug. Doug. Well, I feel like it makes sense because I think of Doug's as bald because of that cartoon character, you know? I told my friends this the other day. And you know the worst part is I said, who would name their baby Doug? And she goes, I did. My friend, my friend's 
husband goes, that's my dad's name. Nope. I was like, oh, well, he's not a baby. So he's a dad. Fine. It's perfect. Yeah. yeah. But I said the same thing. I said, it's like the cartoon character. Yeah. Sometimes <laughs> it just stays with you. So so you started blogging. That was how you grew up online. And something that you've been talking about recently, which we're going to talk about today, is you also grew up Mormon. Yeah. So what there's I think there's so many different conceptions and misconceptions about yeah. Mormonism. I'm certainly not that familiar with it. I feel like if you are online, your understanding of Mormon culture is soaking <laughs> when you put the P and the V and it just stays there and someone jumps on the bed. Yeah. Um, something about polygamy or sister wives. And then recently, this TikTok drama about soft swinging mm-hmm. in Mormon culture. So what's like a 101 of what it's like growing up Mormon and yeah. like what that means? So... I grew up in Utah County, which is the most Mormon place of all time. Mm. It's where the pioneers settled, you know, Salt Lake, Utah. And I, as a child, I'm not kidding, I envisioned it like the Simpsons movie. You know how they have that big bubble Mm. over them, like the dome? I feel like Utah, specifically like Utah County, Salt Lake, is this big bubble. And the rest of the world is out there and they just live in their own little world. They yeah, call some it kind of like Truman show. It, yeah. Very Truman show. They, they call it happy Valley where I live. Oh, I mean, it's just happy. It, <laughs> it doesn't make you think happy trail, <laughs> Yeah, but okay. Happy Valley. It's like, I mean, it's, it's pretty classic. It, everyone dresses up to go to the, to go to the grocery store. Mm. Um, well, that's what I've heard in Mormon yeah. culture. There's some things in the teaching about you should look good, right? Yes. And so the Botox is like booming business okay. in Utah. Interesting, because I feel Plastic like most surgery, religions would be like, you know, keep that. it natural. Don't let anything come into your physical body and things like that. But what would you say are some of the, um, like the teachings of Mormonism that someone would follow? So, well, that's interesting because... Yeah, they're very into plastic surgery. Like every every girl is a boob job. Every every Mormon woman is a boob job. Mm, oh. Would you even assume that? But it, literally, like, no. Because yeah. I think people confuse Mormons and the Amish a lot. Yes, yes, no. It's it's very appearance oriented. Very keeping up with the Joneses. Um, into, it, into money, like people like to show mm, off their money. Yes, yeah, money. Um, yeah, just nice things. Their nice house. Their beautiful children. Their nice bodies, and. Yeah, they don't. So they do these things to their bodies. They treat because we're supposed to treat our bodies like a temple. Um, and their, you know, tattoos are so frowned upon, majorly frowned upon. Mm, okay. Um, but eyebrow threading isn't, or microblading yeah, isn't. Yeah, microblading or things Lip like fillers that. Fillers are fine. Like it's there's so many contradictions in the church. Like we can't drink coffee, but there. What about matcha? Is it like no caffeine or <laughs> no, is it cause, certain? No, because Coke is fine. Oh, you know, like wait, diet, diet coke, coke is- or up your nose, coke. Let's, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't, I don't know about the second one. Okay, <laughs> no, that diet coke is like a Utah thing. I don't know if it's a Mormon thing, but it's like ever since I was a kid, everyone was obsessed with diet coke, and I didn't get, I didn't get it until like a year ago, and now I'm a diet coke girl. Yeah, oh, once you go diet coke, you never go back. Yeah, once you know, you know. Uh, yeah, that's always funny. Like my dad's, and and by the way, can I ask when you're growing up in this culture, is it something where everyone around you looks good and has a boob job, so you kind of fall into that culture and it doesn't need to be said, or yeah. is it something that is overtly? No, I mean, the messages are there. Like they want you to look your best. Mm-hmm. Um, 
your body's a temple. I don't know, but I, I do think <laughs> your body's a sexy <laughs> temple. <laughs> I want graffiti all over my. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when people are like, treat your body like a temple, I'm like, I treat mine like a dive bar on the weekends. Not <laughs> very well. That. Okay. Well, I was going to say about coffee, my dad's boss, like he came to Utah for the first time and they asked him at Starbucks if he wanted coffee in his coffee. Oh, <laughs> like sit with that for a second interesting and that's how it was as when i was a kid too we'd go to starbucks and think we were so cool but we would have to get you know it really is that you know different bubble over a town where all the rules are different and stuff and it's so not it's so normal for the workers to be like do you want coffee with that yeah <laughs> and people from out of state are like i'm at starbucks yeah, who do you? <laughs> you know i would i don't want a cup of air yeah <laughs> yeah interesting So I want to tell you guys about this incredible new service I found called FrameBridge. FrameBridge is how you can, in the most easy and affordable way, frame your favorite things without ever leaving the house. Basically, you go to framebridge.com and I'll be giving you a promo code and you either upload a photo that you want to be framed or you can mail it in. They frame it at FrameBridge and then ship it right back to you. It's the easiest way to do it. I use FrameBridge to frame this kind of uniquely shaped print that I got at the Met. I went there on a date with my boyfriend and I loved this print and the sizing for it did not exist anywhere online and I looked everywhere. But FrameBridge can frame anything small, anything big, or anything kind of like awkwardly sized that you might have been putting off getting framed because of its proportions. So if you want to get started today, you can go to framebridge.com and use promo code FLUENTLY to save an additional 15% off your first order. Also, all shipping is going to be free. So go to framebridge.com and use promo code FLUENTLY to save an additional 15% off your first order. So, so you grew up like this. It's this town with a bubble over it. A lot of people are operating like this. And, and we'll get to some celebrities who also grew up Mormon and then found themselves kind of drifting away from the church. I'm sure it's so incredibly hard to break out of an area that you're, you've grown up in, right? And I think this too. I remember even just when I was going vegan, right? It's like if you do one thing and you live one way your entire life and then you switch something, you don't even realize how different it is. It's on billboards. It's everywhere. It's just like it's just a different reality that gets kind of ripped from you. Yeah. What made you start feeling like maybe I don't relate to this or I'm, you know, there's been a disconnect. Mm -hmm. So I was bought in. I was what they would call a Molly Mormon. Like, Oh, by the book. Name. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's a nickname. I was by the book. I was so obedient. I would, I would sit and repent to the Lord above if I like wrote a Harry Styles fan fiction that was a little spicy. No, I like was there kissing, kissing, <laughs> okay. yeah, okay. maybe a kiss, maybe tongue, yeah. But I would like sit in in sacrament meeting on Sunday, like I'm going to hell. <laughs> no, stop thinking about Harry Styles. Stop thinking about Harry Styles. And it's hard. <laughs> it's hard not to. But I, and that's I think that's the thing with religion too. I mean, growing up, my friends and I being Catholic and stuff like that. I, I remember I had a friend, my roommate in college, who every Sunday after we would party, she would say, I have to go to confession, like yeah. just in case, you know, no, it, it stays the with The guilt you. is real. Yeah. So for me, yeah, I was in it, super bought in. And what really opened my eyes was traveling. So I started traveling right out of high school. And, you know, it's hard to not have your eyes opened when you just 
get out of the bubble. Mm. And I was going to the coolest places all over Asia, Nepal, India, Africa, Thailand, and just seeing so many different ways of life, so many different people with beautiful practices and beliefs. And I remember I was at a mosque in Turkey and walking around just reading the signs and the plaques of everything. And I was in tears at just how touched I was Mm. by this religion that wasn't my own. And I think I was touched because there was so there was a lot of similarities with like stuff I believed in, but in a completely different language, both literally and like, you know, religiously. But so much of it was the same. And I kind of thought that was my light bulb moment where in my specific thought was like, maybe they're not wrong. Because that's what they're taught. That's what you're taught in the church is that above anything else, this is the one true church on the earth. And which isn't so funny how everyone says that. Yeah. Like, right. One day we'll find out. (laughs) And yeah. And that's this is the one true church and everyone else is wrong. And you are the chosen people who get to be saved. And I just had this moment where I'm like, how can I tell people this is wrong? Mm. You know, how can I tell this person who grew up on the other side of the world with me than me that like, actually, you got to come to Utah and the specific Starbucks and everything will change. Also, Jesus is white. Like, yes, <laughs> it's just, I feel the same as you because growing up religious, I love certain aspects about religion. I think the concept of faith is beautiful. Yeah. I think the concept of grace is beautiful. I love the idea of being with your community for one day of a week, um, recognizing a power that's higher than yourself, yeah. right? I've, I've never related to atheism, but also at the same time, I would sit there in church and I would go, I just don't know if that story is true about blah, blah, blah. It kind of sounds like fiction, but I want to believe, but I don't have the faith, but yeah. I do believe in something. And um, I agree with you, right? Like there's something so beautiful and I'm almost a little bit envious of people who are very religious and they're yeah. like, no, a hundred percent, this is the right way. I'm like, damn, I wish I just believed that because yeah. it would make everything so much easier. Well, that's what religion is, right? It's a reference point. We're all on earth. No one knows why we're here. Yeah. No one knows. Yeah. Everyone like everyone wants to act like they do, but they don't. Religion is just like how people cope with being alive. Yeah. So I well, definitely I'm, respect people believing what they need to believe to yeah. survive this weird experience. You know what my religion is? What? I think we need to work nine to five Monday through Friday. <laughs> but I think I honestly I do think that humans do need a higher purpose on this earth. Right. Because if yeah. you don't have what else do you fall in? You know? Yeah. Um, so, okay. So you were traveling. Yeah. So I was traveling and still one foot in one foot out. A lot of, this is what's so crazy about the church is it's, you're so immersed in it. It's so ingrained in you that even when I wasn't Mormon, when I was traveling, I would tell people I was Mm. because I like was, I really had this desire for people to have a good perspective of Mormons. Yeah. And I was so defensive. You're out like drunk one night. You're like, I'm not telling anyone I'm Mormon, but when I took well, I sign that I'm Mormon, you know? Yeah. And meeting people around the world, they were always so fascinated that I was Mormon. And that intrigued me just because I'm like, we're not that weird. What are the numbers, right? Like what percentage of people are Mormon in this world? Oh, I am. And I I believe it's not international, right? The church? Yeah. Oh, it's very international. Oh, it is? Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. And... I think I was comfortable with, like, my beliefs for a while. I wasn't – I mean, I knew a lot of the church stuff was 
weird. My first, my first inkling, like I said, I've bought into it. So even like how you were saying, this story doesn't sound real. I was just like, yes, this story is real because Mm -hmm. it was told to me. And I believe the stories that are told to me in church. And the first thing that made me question was just, I was probably 16 sitting in church and looking up at the pulpit or the, the stand, whatever. It was all men. And just like, I just thought for a second, I'm like, there's all men. Is that really what God would want? Wait. And, and it just, I kind of started spiraling thinking about women's roles in the church, which mm-hmm. is essentially you give life. You're a mom. You yeah. support your man and you help him make the decisions and you support his decisions as like the leader of the house. Which, by the way, I think it's really powerful when people start because, you know, sometimes people stray from religion or, you know, into cults or out of cults because of an idea someone else told them. Yeah. But when you kind of start to think of that idea yourself, this is going to be the (laughs) weirdest reference ever. But the whole Taylor Swift, Carly Claus thing. Yes. For me, it was just looking at photos of them and listening to songs and being like, there might be something here that wasn't there before, you (laughs) know? It's yourself. But when, yeah, so when an idea comes to you yourself and you start to ponder it, I always feel like that's such a much more powerful way to like change your perspective rather than, I always say too, no one has ever changed their political views or their religious views by someone sending them a shitty tweet (laughs) online. Like no one ever changed their their opinions or beliefs that way. But it's in these quiet moments of contact contemplation within yourself where you're like okay wait a minute like does this line up that's huge i've learned that with the church um you cannot show people what if they don't want to see it yeah and with jackson my fiance so he actually came home from his mission there's something called the ces letter and what it is is basically this guy in the church devout mormon his whole life dedicated years and years of his life to serving the church just started having questions. Just a lot of things don't add up. He um, was kind of losing his faith and he was desperate to save it. So he wrote this big letter called the CES letter. And he basically outlines every single inconsistency with the history. Um, he goes deep into Joseph I'm like, Smith. Was he assassinated? Like what happened? <laughs> Good question. Wait, was, <laughs> was he? this guy? No. Oh, <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah. So he wrote this letter. I'm at, this is like the CES letter is like a swear word. Like I can't even believe I'm saying this on the podcast, Ooh. but I'm just a lot more comfortable with where I'm at now. Okay. But yeah, this letter is like, they call it a shelf breaker because what they do when you have doubts in the church, they say to put it on your shelf. Ah. And so there's this thing in the church. It's like, what broke your shelf? And for the CES letter for a lot of people is the shelf breaker. And is this something you can look up online? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. you should look it up. It's fascinating. Yeah. So... But I would never and, – and this is what's so interesting about cults, religions, is that they have their bases covered when they make it a rule to not consume – not question and not consume any anti-media. So as a kid – like, Wait, do, do they call the CES letter misinformation? Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> and – like the word anti-Mormon is even just like a dirty word. Like as a, growing up, it'd be like, oh, they're anti-Mormon. And mm. it's like, oh, that's the worst thing you could be. And I, actually in the church, they tell you, like when you go to the temple, like they say like denying God is worse than murder. Oh, So basically, <laughs> basically I am worse than Jeffrey Epstein. Because yeah. while he did molest those little girls, 
I he did denied it. God. He prayed to God afterwards. I, there was a temple on that <laughs> island, so he was a man of yeah, the faith. <laughs> and I knew the truth, and I denied it, so I'm condemned to hell. That's pretty much what it is. And, yeah, I wouldn't go near anything anti, because I just didn't even want to know. Mm. I was okay with, like, what I believed in. Like, I don't believe in all this stuff, but, like, it's a good church. I love it. I grew up with it. Um and one day I was in Paris with two with two of my friends that I met from Instagram. We just like kind of met up in the city and they were kind of going through their faith transition and they were talking about the CES letter and they were talking about these things that were all news to me. Mm. And it's like I said, like it's easy to be like, oh yeah, like I know like the gay marriage thing and like I know blacks couldn't have the priesthood until like thirty years ago. No. Nope. Okay. <laughs> but but you're able to like kind of you know compartmentalize and like well it's just know. if you grow up in one way for you know yeah 15 20 years straight that's a that's 15 20 years yes. of stuff that you're breaking it's, down it's, and yeah. yeah totally ingrained in you and so it's what it's what i was saying it's like it's hard but once you know like the other stuff like with the polygamy how big of a part polygamy actually is in the now foundation that, of the church what about gay polygamy <laughs> There's a double no. Okay. I wasn't sure. sure if sometimes two wrongs make a right. And they were like, is that you imagine? Okay? Um, and so these girls are talking about this stuff this whole time we're on this trip. And I will never forget the moment I was like, I was in the car, head out the window, and my reality dissolved in front of my eyes because it was just like a moment where I was like, I can't. It's a good thing you weren't driving. I know. I'm like, I can't like ignore this anymore. I can't avoid yeah. it. And did you feel sick? You know, sometimes sick you have- to my stomach, yeah. sick yeah. to my stomach. Cause it's like, I don't want to change my beliefs. I don't want to like re like train myself and uproot everything I believed in. And that was kind of my moment. And I went home and I read the letter. Oh, and how long of a- Oh, it's, it's long. Like, yeah. I don't even think I got into all of it, but I read the letter and is it like Scientology where like you visit a certain website and then you get a text and it's like, this is a forbidden <laughs> website. You're not supposed to be on here. Oh, yeah, I'm sure I'll get the missionaries at my door any day. Wow. But oh, so Jackson read that on his mission. Yeah, and that imagine was why, that. Yeah. So he comes home because he kind of like it's like he the way he describes it is like he's like he like walked in a back door to like, a you know, the behind the scenes and he's like, wait, what? This is I'm on this mission doing this and like this yeah. is what's happening. Yeah. So he came home and he left the church and that's actually pr- like one of the biggest reasons we broke up. Yeah. In the first place. And so we had a lot of on and off years. And just to tie what we were saying, it's like he did that 3 years earlier than me and we'd fight every day about it. And then I had to come to the conclusions on my own. Yeah. You know, and so it's just so crazy with this stuff. It has to be from you it has to like well and doesn't it make you very suspicious about stuff where and you know i feel like obviously with everything online that's happening right now this term of misinformation and sometimes there are crazy insane things online but then sometimes too it's also someone asking a question and everybody's like don't even ask a question about that it's too sensitive and i just think you should always be able to ask as long as the question isn't like you know why are you such a dumb slut you know it has to be an actual question um but there's this quote i think i think it's from buddha but it who knows it could have been one of those things where it's like actually no it was a reddit user and then you know they just mislabeled it but it says um he says trust like Question what everyone says. Even if I tell you to do something, 
question it. You mm-hmm. should be questioning everything, even if it comes from me. And I just think that's... Well, guess what they tell you, know, you in the church? They're like, shut it down. They say, doubt your doubts before you doubt your faith. Oh. And that was something that used to comfort me, actually. Well, can I say that has a nice ring to it? It has They're a nice branding ring to it, yeah. right? It's something that totally comforted me. And to bring it back to what I was saying about seeing the women, no women on the stand and feeling like unsettled by that, I actually... Oh, my mom's going to get mad at me. I told my mom this, and that's what she told me. She said, she said, just, she said, Indy, just have faith. That's her exact words. Just have faith. Just have faith. It doesn't matter. It's all right. Everything's okay. Just have faith. And it just, like, I was not satisfied with that answer. And I asked my dad, and he just looked at me, and he was like, honestly, I have no idea. And to me, at least someone saying I have no idea was so comforting. Yeah. You know, because my whole life is just like, this is how it is. You're not supposed to ask questions because it's all perfect. And we don't have to know because it's all taken care of. But for my dad to just be like, you know, this person who's supposed to be this like guide for me, who is supposed to have all the answers, just be like, I have no idea. It doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. I don't like it either. Because there's only so long you can live yeah. off of faith for, you know. So, yeah. And they, they say doubt your doubts before you doubt your faith. I love CBD and I like to use CBD in good times and bad times and in sickness and in health. And when I talk about using CBD, the main questions I get from people are, when do you use it and what do you use it for? There's kind of two main scenarios that I personally like to use CBD and my preferred method is gummies. One would be when I have too much coffee and nothing will take the jitters away, I pop a CBD gummy. And then the second will be at around 4 p.m. when I'm totally burnt out, but I still have an hour of work to do, I will take a CBD gummy and then just breeze through emails in a very blissed out state. The company that I like to use for CBD is called Next Evo Naturals. They have this technology called SmartSorb technology that improves CBD's ability to be absorbed. So it gets into your system in as little as 10 minutes because nobody has ever been stressed out and wanted to cure it in six hours. So if you want to find out if CBD is right for you, you can try Next Evo Naturals. They have capsules, gummies, mints, and topical creams. And you can get 25% off your first order of $40 or more at nextevo.com with promo code FLUENTLY. That's 25% off at nextevo.com, promo code FLUENTLY. What I found really interesting is you saying this concept of guilt, right? Or even when you were traveling and you didn't identify as Mormon, but you would still tell people that you were Mormon. Because I wanted to defend it somehow. Yes. Yeah. So so I'll read off some of these names of celebrities who grew up Mormon and things like that. And what's really interesting is some of these celebrities, you know, are still practicing Mormons, but some of these celebrities who no longer are they don't really ever shit on Mormonism. And like they yes. say that they don't want to. So um, Catherine Heigl. Yeah. So, um, you know, Grey's Anatomy star, of course, although I know her from every single rom-com. Mm-hmm. She was raised in a Mormon household from the age of seven. And by the way, I know seven is obviously important to you. <laughs> Jewel left 
Mormonism when she was seven, and so did Christina Aguilera. Did you know that there's no. a lot of number sevens? Yeah, I was like, look at that. Um, so she no longer practices the religion, Catherine Heigl, but she says that she respects a lot of the practices. She says, quote, that structure and discipline was really good for me. I had a childhood that was a childhood. I listened to my parents. I respected the rules. And that kind of talks about like that obedience you're talking about, where that's yeah. like really ingrained in some of these people. And it seems like they're still a fan of that. Would you say like, would you say that being an obedient child is a good thing? Oh, it's, yeah. It's very... <laughs> I'm like, you gotta have manners. Okay, so this is interesting because this is a big thing with the church is like, everyone's like, Mormons are so nice. Hmm. Mormons are so service-oriented. Mormons are so family-oriented. And they are. But what I realized is like, the good things... Okay, there's this quote that blew my mind. I gotta think. Maybe it's the good things about the church are not unique. And the unique things about the church are not good. It was something like that. But it's like, I just realized like all these things in the church, doing service, um, treating your body healthy, like being close to your family. These things are probably going to make you happy, but they're, those are things I can do without being in a religion, you know? And I think that is something a lot of people, um, Oh, that's what draws people. I think that about Catholicism, too. I love the con- treat your neighbor as you would treat yourself, right? Be kind. Um, help the poor. Feed the hungry. But then what I don't like is this eternal thing looming over yeah. you of, and there's hell. And See, you could go to hell because this is sinful. And that's what brings up the guilt and the shame. But to me, you know, that's with, to me, that's what's so frustrating about the church with families is because, you know, for me personally, that's probably what kept me in the longest was like, it's all about family. The church is very centered around family and it's beautiful until they dangle it like a carrot in front of your head. Like, Oh, if your child gets a tattoo, they're going to be in the lower kingdom. So there's three kingdoms, (laughs) celestial kingdom, terrestrial kingdom, and telestial kingdom. This is like the highest high celestials. Celestial. Sounds nice. This is like, yeah, this is like top of the top telestial. Like that's where Taylor Frankie Paul's going. Okay. This is like second tier. And third, third, maybe Catherine Heigl. Like she, wow, she might be able to get in. Being a believer. <laughs> but, I'm thinking of the, like when you play the that board game, um, Life or whatever, and you get to pick your houses. I'm like, there's the mansion, and then there's the cottage, and then there's the crumbling shack by the sea. And my like, whole childhood, like if I ever sinned, <laughs> I'd be like, I'm not going to be in the celestial kingdom with my family. Well, you like that Harry Styles fan fiction just knocked the wraparound Absolutely. porch off of my they heaven home. me at the door. <laughs> But that's, to me, really heartbreaking. Like, yes, it's family-oriented, but so many parents are struggling because their kids are going a different path, and they feel like they failed as parents, and they feel like they're not going to see their kid after this life. Yeah. So I get it. I get why it's, like, it's it's complicated, and it's layered, and, like, it's not as easy as just... I think I've seen some heartbreaking TikToks, and I don't know if this is Mormonism or a different religion where... um you know, children who are out as queer are talking to their parents and they're like, I just, I'm so upset because we're not going to be together in heaven. And the kid's like, how can you say that to me? And they're like, that's just, it is what it is. And I'm like, oh my God, gut-wrenching. So sad. Well, there are some other um, celebrities who seem like they are practicing Mormons. Glenn Beck, Mitt Romney, David Archuleta. King. He took a hiatus from the music industry in 2012 to do a two-year mission trip. And then in 2014, he released a single called Glorious. And that was one of the lead tracks in the documentary Meet the Mormons. And I would imagine when you're... There's some things, right, where maybe, um, maybe you crochet or maybe you 
cook pizza from scratch. Those are like side things people might not know that about you. I feel like nobody's really like a pinky toe in Mormon. You know, I feel like that's not really a concept. No. Yeah. No. But David Archuleta did bring honor to Utah. That was like the biggest deal. Really? Of all time. Yes. Well, so what's so funny is like I said, Utah is so small. And as a kid, if there was ever the slightest bit of Mormon representation in, like, the media, it was like, oh, did you know he was Mormon? Like, you know Jeanette McCurdy, did you read her new book? Yes. Well, I so, listened to it on yeah, yeah, yeah. Love Memoir. So I knew that growing up. Do you know Sam from My Carly's Mormon? Like, that was, like, something we would all talk about at school because yeah. we wanted these, like, normal people to, like, relate to and be like, see, they're Mormon. Um, like, what High School them? Musical was filmed in, like, right down the street. That yeah. was... Like, that's everyone's claim to fame. And there was um, the Andrew Garfield series, Under the Banner of Heaven. Yeah, that's so good. Is, now, would you say that's a good depiction of Mormonism? Absolutely. Okay. We also have... Um, People would disagree with me on that, but... Ah, okay. Hey, I've been in it for 20 years, so... Yeah. I have I have something to say. So there's also... Um, and there are some... Gladys Knight didn't grow up Mormon, but she came to the religion afterwards. Her son introduced her to the religion. Um, Julianne and Derek Huff. Yes. <laughs> no longer See, they're follow like, the rules. They're like... There's these like celebrities. They were big. Donny Osmond. Is he on the list? He was like... Have him on there. When I was a kid, that was like, oh, we just saw Donny Osmond at Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> so who do you say is the most like well-known Mormon celebrity? We also have two like... Amy Adams, Paul Walker, Ryan Gosling, Chelsea Handler, Brendan Urie, Marco Rubio. It's kind of an eclectic group, but yeah, I'm curious yeah. who's like most world renowned. Most, I don't know why Donnie Osmond's like the first person I think of. Okay, but I feel like Mitt Romney like, was pretty big, oh, especially yeah, when Mitt he was Romney, running for president. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mormons must have been very excited when he was running for president. My mom, when he lost, she was like <laughs> looking at the sky, like we're doomed. Doubt that they said not to doubt the doubts, but I'm doubting <laughs> Mitt Romney. Yeah, there's, like, it's so funny, like, even Julianne Huff and Derek Huff were, like, yeah. kind of, like, a well-known couple. Yeah. Or they're not a couple, but we all think they, we he, group them as a couple. Don't we? I, there's something weird going on there, <laughs> but he wrote a book called Taking the Lead, Lessons from a Life in Motion, and he described his childhood as very Mormon. Um, and a lot of these celebrities who say that they no longer follow the teachings of the church, there's still a few things that they take with them. Like he said that he avoids drinking alcohol or coffee. Yeah. And a lot of people say that, you know, they take some of these lessons with them. I think that that's kind of nice, right? Yeah. I think if you want to take from it what you can. Yeah, absolutely. I, I've totally done that. Yeah. So there are some blind items about Mormon situations. I love Should this. we get into yeah. some of them? This one is kind of the least related to everything. And this is from 2015. So when it says that this person is a B-list rapper, he's much higher now. Allegedly, this is about ASAP Rocky. It says this B-list rapper who has started or this B-list rapper, keep in mind, it's from 2015, was at Sundance this week at a party and kept asking all the women if they were Mormon. Apparently, he really wanted to have sex with a Mormon and no one else would do. Strange, but he is not exactly known for being normal. Do you think he wanted to do some soaking? <laughs> do you yeah, think that was what was going on? Absolutely. But it is funny because like you say, if Mormons have this reputation for being very attractive and obedient, I'm like, I'm kind of getting into it. You know what I mean? Like, I could kind of see where he's coming from. I'm dead. Wait, that's hilarious. Yeah. I can I can absolutely see it. I have, I have like so many friends that have hooked up with ASAP Rocky. <laughs> Who are Mormon? Yeah. So there we go. Yeah. Confirmed. Confirmed. He's, it was allegedly, but confirmed. He's done it. 
Now, there was one about Dan Reynolds from Imagine Dragons. Yeah. And it says, this singer is held up as one of the young, hot celebrity Mormons, but a source tells us that he is a Mormon no more, having exited the church in the past year. I imagine that there will be quite a backlash when he publicly admits it. Now, I'm assuming when somebody says that they're no longer Mormon, the backlash comes from the Mormon community. Yeah. But if that's such a small community, it seems like it could get so loud because it's just so entwined. Yeah. And when it's in Utah and everyone's Mormon, it just feels more intense because it's like... That's like you're at, like, that's your hairdresser, that's your neighbor, that's your... Exactly. And it's so much gossip. Yeah. So much gossip. Like, did you hear so-and-so is not wearing her garments anymore? I remember my friend came home from her mission. She went on a two-year mission and she came home and she was like, did you hear that Sarah swears now? And it was like the uh, top by the way, of I would, the town. I love to gossip, so I would like thrive. <laughs> oh, it's, wait, it's, yeah. you can't swear. No. What about damn? No. Shit? Crap? Shiz. 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 Wow. Wow. Interesting. Okay. Shiz. What heck. if a new swear word was created? Like, what if people started saying, like, dingle, but, like, it meant a swear word? Would they update the text and the readings and things like that? (laughs) Just think about these things sometimes. I know. It's, yeah, that's funny. Interesting. Okay, so no swearing, no coffee, no alcohol. Now, we have one about Brandon Flowers from The Killers. Yeah. All the musicians. There's, like, Neon Trees, Imagine Dragons, The Killers. So many musicians. And it says, um, this former A-list rock group is now hanging on to B status after some bomb releases. Their front man is really the only one who ever makes the news, and it's generally about his religious beliefs. His church would kick him out in a second if they knew about his trips to various gay spas in West Hollywood. He thinks no one recognizes him. Now, if the church finds out that you're gay or anything like that, do they actively kick you out or do they say, you know, let's have you pray on it and try to reverse things? What would happen? So basically, their progressive stance is that you can be gay and Mormon. Okay. You just can't act on it. You have to marry a woman and have kids and never act on it. But you can still be gay and go to church. You just cannot have any of the eternal blessings. You can't go to the temple. You can't. Like, have your kids be baptized. Like, there's all this dark stuff. And, I mean, I feel like they're always coming out with new rules. They're like, you can be yourself. You just have to be ashamed of it every second. That's – I would rather die. You don't deserve love. Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. I think I remember I was watching some Twisted Ben Shapiro video, and I think he was saying that that's what he would do. If he was gay, he would be like, I would be gay, but I would still get married to and a woman. How and how fair kids. is that to the woman? Yeah, I didn't even think about like, that, but yeah. It's like, who cares about her? Yeah, so now we're going to wreck like three a people's lives. Man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Fascinating. Okay, well, let's kind of switch some gears. The TikTok swinger drama. So mm-hmm. this came out, I think it was about like three years ago, probably in May. Taylor Frankie Paul, she's a 28-year-old TikToker, um, a wife, well, she was a mother of two. She lives in Utah, and she recently revealed that her and her friend group was doing something called soft swinging. And this led to her and her husband getting a divorce. She basically said that her and all of these other couples that were featured a lot in their TikTok videos we had all been intimate with each other. There's a great quote where she said, the whole group was intimate with each other. And I think I made a TikTok about um, that song from Disney Channel when they're like, send it on, on and on. Because like the Jonas Brothers, just they took turns with each other back in the day. And um, she basically said, yeah, they were soft swinging. They had this agreement 
that she admitted to stepping out to. And, you know, she messed around with someone's husband outside of the group. And she really kind of put people on blast saying, no, 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 it wasn't just me. A lot of us were doing this. Now, I think obviously Mormonism relates to polyamory or polygamy. um, But I would also think for a religion that's so buttoned up, soft swinging is this rampant. Yeah. Well, that's what's funny about the church being founded in polygamy in the first place. It's like... You just, yeah, it doesn't seem like it adds up. (laughs) Yeah. But I was fully enthralled by this little saga on the internet. When this started unfolding on TikTok, were you like, I can't believe this is happening? Or were you like, well, it made it to TikTok, but God knows we've been hearing stories. I didn't hear stories. I mean, I, I just thought, okay, I have some good things to say about this girl. I'll start with that. But I just thought her TikToks were so cringy the ones where she was always like hinting about the swinging yeah and she made pretty trolly tiktoks too where she would joke about how she was like the mother of these two girls and everyone on tiktok is so twisted about age they were like yeah i could believe that and then there would be ones where it was like when he takes the priesthood and they're like i want to ride i want to ride you know i can't yeah so all of those things like that i just kind of like saw her tiktoks and thought like it was kind of weird well, I liked her because she's got bunions. And I was on TikTok looking for bunion <laughs> advice. I saw a couple of her videos and I was like, you and me, girl. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, I really like her now. Yes. Because I think it's kind of badass that she just owned the fuck out of it. Anyone who will take the blame, the way that she goes, we had an agreement and I did step out of the yes, agreement. I really liked that too. Don't Very we, accountable. Don't we love someone saying that they're the anti-hero? It's yes. very Jamie Lannister of her. It actually is like... Is kind of someone you want to root for. Like, she lost everything. And she's, like, open about it. Like, I I fucked up and I lost everything. And mm-hmm. I know it. I think if I was one of her friends that was in that little group and, like, she got caught and then she had to bring all of us down with her, I'd be so pissed. Yeah. yeah. But great content for the viewers. Like, this is – you know how you're always, like, this is what we want in our celebrities. This is what we want in our mommy bloggers. Like – it was the internet we want at its prime. Soft swinging scandals. That's like the best thing I can write up. Hundred percent. Quiet quitting. Soft swinging. <laughs> mushy makeouts. You know, like there's a, there's a phrase for everything now, yeah. and Buzzfeed is like, we're gonna take this and run with yeah, it. You know. Yeah. Well, what is soft swinging? I because I'm like, get out of here. You guys were swinging. <laughs> like you were swinging. Well, they she said allegedly that it's no P in the V. It's just everything else. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But I'm was just... it that? But I mean, she did say though that she stepped out of the agreement so i'm assuming that her and a guy had some coitus together to me what's more interesting about all of this is like these people are getting drunk they're having these parties they're oh so they were getting drunk yes against mormon very against mormon rules okay she never wears her garments and here's the thing i don't really care i'm just pointing out like this is not mormonism at all Mm -hmm. um now can you still call yourself yeah, you Mormon. can. Okay. Yeah. And to me, it's like, it's not like I really care if you're representing the church well, but it is kind of annoying to me just because I'm like, you're fake. Like, yeah. Mormons don't wear that stuff. Mormons don't drink coffee. Mormons don't fuck their friend's husband. I think I have seen her drinking coffee in videos. Yeah. And she'll 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 get drunk. She's yeah. admitted that. Okay. And they're clearly all getting drunk. And so I guess that's my thing. Like, everyone's in their different place with the church. Like, I can't know, like, what her internal struggle is. Maybe she is struggling with, like, so basically, her place in it. you could be Mormon, bend a few of the rules, and still call yourself Mormon, and the church would allow that. Yeah. There are certain things, like, you won't get allowed into the temple. 
Okay. So like there, or you can't take the sacrament. So there's things like, like I won't be able to go to my brother's wedding because we won't be able to get into the temple. Wow. So now do they have bodyguards or what? They're like old, like 80 year old men in white suits. You could take them. (laughs) (laughs) They're equipped with the power of God. This would be so not perfect. Correct, but how funny if you did, you know, that TikTok where they're like, do, 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 and they're like doing with the knife, and, and it's you and the guy trying Dodging to keep you out of the temple. <laughs> I'm dead. <laughs> you do it with a bottle of alcohol. Um, now, people thought, was all of this just PR for a reality show? Interesting. Would you watch Soft Swinging Utah Edition? Absolutely. I would TiVo that. I would show up every day with a foam finger Sunday nights waiting to watch that. I mean, here's the thing. So, People have asked me, like, would I be on Real Housewives? Because mm-hmm. it's, like, my favorite show, and they have a franchise in Salt Lake. And you are getting married. I am getting married. I'm a housewife. Um, and I'm friends with some of the girls. And people ask me, and I I wouldn't. Like, I know I wouldn't because I am not a Taylor Frankie Paul. I do not enjoy leaning into controversy. I like being out of it. Yeah. But that is a reality star right there. Yes. You know? She would be so she would good be at so it. so good on TV. So good. Yeah. So I'm here for it. And now, the last thing I have to say about this, why did all of their houses look the same? It looked like they all lived in each other's houses. Oh, that's another thing. That's and a Mormon thing? Or yeah. What? I mean, they are such a good representation of, like, the typical millennial Mormon because husbands do summer sales. I think their husbands all work together, which makes things so much more dramatic. Like So juicy. Like, they had to, like, go back to work the next day. So I think, like, they – if I'm correct – some sort of summer sales thing. That's mainly what all the guys do. Okay. And then the girls get these pretty white houses. Um, and we yeah. Kiss they, each other. And they, <laughs> and then they have these cabin parties. Fascinating, fascinating, fascinating. It really is. Um, so I've said it before and I'll say it again. It's how I play the Sims. You make a bunch of the hottest people you can. You put them in one house and you're going to kiss this person and kiss this person and flirt, 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 flirt. Pilates. Yeah. Um, nails. Yeah. Like it's a fascinating it's, world. It's a different world. There are so many things in life where you're just getting started and you need financial help. This could be maybe you're starting a small business. Maybe you're looking to have money to freeze your eggs. Maybe you're saving up for a honeymoon. So if you're just getting started, don't let credit card debt hold you back. Now is the time to pay off your credit cards, especially since interest rates are on the rise. You can pay off your credit cards faster with a low fixed rate loan from Lightstream. A credit card consolidation from Lightstream can help you pay off your credit cards and lock in a low fixed interest rate. Rates start at 5.73% APR with auto pay and excellent credit. Plus, the rate is fixed, so it will never go up over the life of the loan. You can even get your money as soon as the day that you apply. So just for my listeners, you can apply now to get a special interest rate discount and save even more. The only way to get this discount is to go to lightstream.com slash fluently. Subject to credit approval, rates range from 5.73% APR to 19.99% APR and include 0.5% auto pay discount. Lowest rate requires excellent credit. Terms and conditions apply and offers are subject to change without notice. Visit Lightstream, L-I-G-H-T-S-T-R-E-A-M dot com slash fluently for more information. 
this whole thing about swinging, there, there was it even made it to a blind item, which was basically just referencing what was happening with swinging. But swinging is huge in Hollywood. Okay. So there have been so many, even, you know, so many different army hammer blinds about him and his wife going to these swinger clubs where Thomas Middle, this is all alleged, alleged blind items. Thomas Middleditch and his wife at the time would go there. Do you know Thomas Middleditch? He was um, the main guy on Silicon Valley. Oh, okay. And he talked a lot about how after he got married, he wanted to swing with his wife. And I thought it was pretty upsetting because he said it after they got married, that he wanted to start swinging. But it seems like, and we'll read some of these different blind items, so many different people in Hollywood are swinging. Do you think that that just happens when you get famous? Like, part of me sometimes wonders if you're letting people into your lives with cameras and autographs and interviews and paparazzi, maybe your sense of, like, boundaries and who's involved in my life, you're like, why not swing? Because every other part of my life is shared with someone. I think... I think even more than a famous person thing, it's a rich person thing. Because, Ooh. and I'm trying to figure out why, but so. That's I, how I know that I'm poor because <laughs> I'm not into swinging. <laughs> well, I found out because I moved into a really nice neighborhood earlier this year. Pineapples on the door everywhere. Pineapples on the door everywhere. <gasps> really? Everyone. So when the swinger drama came out, yeah, people were messaging me saying, hey, your neighborhood is like a big swinger neighborhood. And by the way, for people who don't know the symbol of the pineapple, is it supposed to be upside down? Yeah, I think it's an upside down pineapple to like alert people. It just like lets people know that like we're down. Yeah. We're, we're open. And everyone in my neighborhood is like older, wealthier, and... Older, like hot older or like... No. Blocking you from the temple older. <laughs> <laughs> older, like tech bro older. I don't know. Like... Okay. Like, I don't know. 40s mid mid 40s 50s not like oh he's still sexy yeah okay yeah i'm sure i'm sure they have fun so everyone's older rich and they've got pineapples yeah but but i'm just like what is it like what is it about being rich that makes you want to swing what is it indeed i mean i've always been to me my my, my perception of swinging has always been right now i'm not into it because i'm wildly je- jealous and possessive of course <laughs> um but I'm also not going to knock it because I've never been married for 15 years straight. Yeah. So how can I put myself in someone's shoes? Maybe if they want to. I don't know, maybe okay, so that's does. an interesting point about Mormon swinging is, and I think I think a big part of it is like Mormons get married when they're 19 and 20. Yeah. To the first guy they've ever been with. And a lot of girls like, you know, discover their sexuality throughout their 20s. Like that's when you're supposed to do it. But these girls are doing it within the bounds of a marriage to a 19-year-old guy they know, knew for a year yeah. or three months. And is that encouraged? In oh, the yeah. T- okay, it's very encouraged. encouraged. Yeah. Like they're, you're encouraged. Like the plan, literally the plan they set out for you is like you're, if you're a girl, you go to school, go to college until you find a husband who has to be a return missionary and then you go have his babies. That's the plan that's set out. Now it's both restrictive but i have to admit there's part of me that almost feels a little bit of relief in terms of like well that's my plan and i follow the plan and then that's that's my life you know absolutely and that's why it works for so many people and i respect that Mm -hmm. i'm not that yeah i want a different path but that's like who i am we're not all gonna be like that yeah but some people it's like i was saying about having a reference point about being on earth it's like Here's your life on earth. Here's what you're going to do. This, this, is. It's like, okay. Cool. Love a little roadmap. Yeah. yeah. It's like a roadmap. So, but I definitely think that these women, they're not swinging 10 years into the marriage. They're swinging pretty early on. Yeah. Lately, I've been seeing it where it's like they, they marry these guys and maybe they're not sexually compatible. That's the other thing. Like you got to ride before you buy. Like 
Yeah. Imagine, what if you're not sexually compatible? That's such a big part of a relationship and the fact that you're just encouraged to just hope for the best. Sex in the City, right? Yeah. Charlotte and Trey. Yes. The night before, she's like, the wedding where she's like, and I'm finally going to have sex with him. And all the girls put their cosmos down and they're like, you haven't had sex with him yet and you're getting married tomorrow. It's weird to think about. It's weird to think about because sex is such a big part of a relationship, sexual chemistry. I think it's one of the biggest, especially because there's so many parts of a relationship where you can get comfort from your mother. You can get conversation from your friends. You can get a laugh from your hairdresser. There's only one person who's going to give you orgasms and look at your naked body and think you're so hot and sexy. And if you're not getting that from your partner... You're not getting it from your mom, your hairdresser, your friend, you know. You're getting it from your best friend's husband. There we go. (laughs) They did find a loophole. (laughs) So it's very interesting. Okay, so things do work out. And I wonder if, too, the church would be same with, um, oh, you can be gay, but you have to get married. Maybe they're like, well, as long as you're married, you can swing, but you still have to be in this marriage. I wonder. I wonder. Interesting. Well, what people don't realize is like, you know, Joseph Smith had a revelation He's the founder of Mormonism. He had a revelation and God spoke to him and said, like, polygamy is like the truest word of God. And I need you to spread this. And (sighs) and so it's deep. And they and Mormons really try to distance themselves from polygamy. They're like, we don't believe in that anymore. But they don't realize the reason why they don't believe in it is because the government was trying to shut down the church and they were backed into a wall and had to distance themselves from it to carry on their religion. It's not because they had any big revelation that it was wrong yeah yeah and so to me that's so interesting because people are so quick to say like oh that's not us we don't do polygamy all this stuff but i'm like but you believe in joseph smith you believe everything he says you believe he's the prophet of god and this is his word yeah and it hasn't changed and i think i was reading this online wasn't he 22 or something when this moment happened 14 or i don't know how old how old he was when he got this revelation okay but like very young and isn't that something where you look back i think like all of our founding fathers were in their young 20s i'm like are you freaking kidding you me imagine i'm 29 <laughs> and i'm like do not take anything i say seriously um, yeah totally in their young 20s so okay so back to some of the swinging things Now, there's a lot of – I've talked about this before. There's a lot of people in Hollywood where I feel like any relationship or marriage in Hollywood is just going to be different, right? Maybe it's open. Maybe it's not. And I find it interesting that if your marriage is open, you kind of get clowned on, right? Like Will Smith, Jada Pinkett Smith, like they get so clowned on and things like that. But there are so many open marriages, it seems. Now, have you heard all the rumors about Steph Curry? I can't believe that. He just seems like – I mean, he's a basketball player, but yeah. I was fooled. He seemed like such a family guy. So, so many. And here's one blind item that says, considering his father is a swinger who essentially ended up swapping partners on a full-time basis, it shouldn't shock anyone that the A-plus list NBA player has an open marriage. And I've been hearing so many rumors online lately about him just having all of these girlfriends, people he's texting, things like that. But it's also one of those things where, like, even the most solid relationship in Hollywood, even like, let's say Blake Lively and Ryan Reynolds, if I found out that they had an open marriage, I'd be like, okay, well, I kind of get it because yeah. I think everything in Hollywood just has different rules. It, exactly. It's like different rules. Yeah. Different players. That's so true. I don't know what I think about it. It's like, yeah, it's like what you said. It's like, yeah, like, I guess that makes sense. That's the thing. Like, to me, it's the same thing as like, I don't think I would be doing swinging 
But, you know, I've never been in someone's shoes after being married for 20 years. Maybe you do. I would never cheat on my partner or have an open relationship with But if we were both Hollywood celebrities and all these tens were throwing themselves at us, maybe we both would. Like, who's to say? No idea. Well, yeah. And maybe it's like, I love you. I don't want to get divorced. Oh, I'm like, Shannon, I love you. (laughs) No, but these people, like, maybe they have, like, Will and Jada, for example. Like, you have kids together. You have years and years of history. Yeah. It's not the same anymore. But, like, you don't want to fully break up. You just open it up. Like, I can totally see that. Now, can I ask you... Kristen Bell and Dak Shepard. Do you have any thoughts on them? No, I have none. <laughs> I have none because I really have never listened. I've never listened to this podcast. I watched The Good Place. Yes. That's like all. Yeah, I've just heard everything that they've said about their relationship. Oh, are they in an open relationship? No, but it seems like they either love each other or hate each other. They talk a lot about their fights and how they black out and what? all the different fights that they've had. And I think it's one of those ones where there are some couples in Hollywood where I don't think they would ever get divorced because they've been deemed a Hollywood mm, couple couple. Yeah. So that's Kristen Bell and Dax Shepard. That's Will you know, and Jada. Will and Jada. Yeah. Um, even I love Jason Momoa and Lisa Bonet. Same. Especially any relationship where the woman is older. I just like very inspired by that. I love it. <laughs> but that's the thing, too. When these couples break up, people are always like, oh, I'm so sad about that. And I, I always think. don't believe in love. Maybe it's something to be rejoicing about. Yeah. Maybe now they can both find other people and be so happy. But we really do take these two strangers where we only hear sound bites of their relationship and we're like, they are couple goals. Yeah. You know, it's it's fascinating. That's, to yeah, me. that's interesting. So there are a few more blind items um, about people going to swingers clubs. We've got one about Mel Gibson. Only six more days until Swinger Sunday. That is the name bestowed upon Father's Day by this A-plus list mostly movie actor who sometimes directs. In the past, there have been dozens of participants. As he has aged, the number has dwindled somewhat. And I just think, who's that um, guy on Instagram? Dan Bilzerian. Uh-huh. Who it looks like every night is Swinger Sunday at his place. He's got <laughs> all of those girls around him. And I think people are like, oh my god, that's like fascinating that he lives this lifestyle. I have no doubt that people like Mel Gibson are also doing that. They're just not putting it on Instagram. Totally. It it just, I think it has to be happening. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I believe it. We have another one. Do you remember Tim Allen? Mm -hmm. I know of him from the Santa Claus and Toy Story. I know him as Buzz Lightyear. Yes. (laughs) So we've got a swinging blind item about him. And it says, this married A-list, mostly television actor who has multiple hit shows to his name, including at least one that is iconic. He also had a movie franchise. He smiles a lot for the cameras, but unless you are a female under the age of 25 that he thinks will be open to one of his swinger events, then he has no time for you. Who would have thought Buzz Lightyear? Damn. (laughs) That's cold. All right. And then this will be the last one that we end on. We had a swinging blind allegedly about James Franco from the New York Post. It says an A-list actor who has been hit with several Me Too accusations raised some eyebrows in the L.A. swinger community, which we imagine is pretty tough to do. He did this by sending an extremely graphic picture to a number of couples online without making any effort to conceal his identity. He sent the super steamy shot to a series of opposite sex couples in the hope of interesting them in a threesome. The shot, seen by page six, shows the star grinning while holding the camera at arm's length to show his torso and erect penis. (gasps) 
The toned actor appears to be lying in bed. Insiders said the shot shocked recipients partly because of the star's apparent lack of interest in concealing his identity, but also because he's been accused of sexual misconduct in the past couple of years. Said a grudgingly impressed insider, I'm a fan of the dick and all, but aren't you trying to be a movie star still? We've decided to conceal the actor's identity out of respect for his privacy, even if Dr. Dick doesn't seem to care so much about the privacy of his own privates. Wow. Isn't that fascinating? Are we surprised? James Franco. I do remember when um, there was something where he was DMing a girl and mm-hmm. she was like, well, prove that it's you by yeah. like writing my name down and holding it next to your face. And he like did that real quickly. <laughs> I'm like, oh. <laughs> Ugh, that would kind of turn you off, huh? Well, I would just be paranoid about <laughs> my face. And yeah. I don't know, like especially even now, if I take a photo where I'm like a little bit risque I won't send it to anyone. But if you're a celebrity, I would just have to imagine. I mean, each naked photo you take is, what, 10 grand or something if somebody gets their hands on it? Did you hear um, Ray J complaining that girls don't send him nudes anymore? And it's, like, really hard for him. (laughs) Well, I don't think because he knows that he's, like, he's Because, like, they don't trust him because of the Kim Kardashian stuff. (laughs) He's like, you guys ruined my life. Like, I... Girls don't send me nudes anymore. I have to describe to OnlyFans like a regular person. (laughs) Absolutely fascinating. All right. Well, if you had to take a guess for the future of celebrity Mormon swinger stuff, would you say that we're going to be hearing more from Taylor Frankie Paul? Would you say that, you know, you're going to see a lot of people converting to Mormonism over the years, removing themselves from it? What do you kind of see in the next five years? Um, Honestly, I think a lot more people are going to start leading, like more prominent people. A lot more influencers are talking out about it, which is pretty fascinating because this is just not normal. And there's never really been a time like this with TikTok people like being able to kind of share. I I mean, do you get messages from people saying that? Yeah, everyone. So many people feel the exact same way. So I wouldn't be surprised if like more people, more prominent people, more influencers like kind of start talking about their experiences. They're not so great experiences and Um, as people start to leave do you think the mormon church would say we got to get more people back so let's grab an influencer celebrity and make them kind of the face of mormon culture i just don't think it works like that oh okay i just don't think it works like that i mean there's mormon influencers that like it's like less hillsong church and more everyday people that you know but i just think i don't know how they're gonna you know progress with the gay marriage thing because our world is getting more and more accepting with even within our like deeply religious communities it's becoming so normal to be gay to be fluid even in utah like it's i think we're going to look back on the way we treated gay people like the way we look at black people you know the way you know well the way anyone in history right looks exactly jesus christ i feel like i feel like you know it's inevitable to hit that point in society where we're like this is so wrong. How was this ever okay? Yeah. Like, how did we have different drinking fountains for different colored people? Like, that seems so mind-blowing to us, but that was not that long ago. Well, and also shocking how it, yeah, it really wasn't that long ago when you think about it, which is crazy. And so I just don't know how they're going to, like, I think more parents are going to be faced with that dilemma. Like, okay, do I love my church more than the kid? Or... So you see the Mormon religion getting dwindling year after year as things go on. Yeah. I wonder what will really happen. I don't – yeah. I wonder what will happen with, like, missionaries and numbers and stuff. But I definitely think there's a lot of kids that are going to be gay because there's a lot of gay people. Being gay is very normal. And these parents and these 
families are going to be faced with a decision where it's like either they have to choose their kid or they have to choose the church because the church makes it very black and white. And let's also hope, right, as the generations of parents, right, change, a a boomer parent accepting their gay child versus a Gen X, a millennial, I would hope that that changes better with each generation. Yeah. So that's my hope. Wow. Okay. Well, I co-sign your hope. Thank you so much for coming on. We covered Mormonism. We covered TikTok drama. We covered swinging, everything like that. And I would say my prediction is I think Taylor Frankie Paul, we're going to see something from her soon. Yes. Because she's got the gift. Yes. You know? And I hope that she takes care of her bunions because take it from me, they get worse year after year if you don't wear orthotics and things like that. So, Indy, thank you so much for thank coming you. on. And this was so fun. You said that you might allegedly maybe be starting a podcast one allegedly? day. Allegedly? So we'll have to <laughs> yeah. keep everybody tuned for that. Okay. I'm also going to put that out into the universe because I think you'd be fantastic at it. Thank you. All right. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you.